Hello, my pumpkins. This is Chloe Taylor, and welcome to Authentic and Unapologetic. Here, we explore spirituality and psychology. It is my goal with this podcast to remind you that when you stand tall in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. Hello, my beautiful pumpkins, and happy November. Happy Scorpio season. It is the vibe. I feel like this month, I don't theme every single month of my podcast, but I feel like this month I really want to maybe dive more into like the self a little bit, self-work, um, shadow work, even things like that. I feel like Scorpio is definitely like the shadow work sign. And uh, it's just, it's the vibe. It is the vibe this month. But I do feel that many of you listen to my mental health and spirituality podcast. That one was actually very popular. And I mentioned in that podcast that I wanted to do a follow-up when I felt like I felt better. And I haven't gone back and reviewed that episode, mostly because I don't want to like re-traumatize myself in any kind of way. Uh, because I was really in the thick of like crisis mode when I recorded that episode. I will, um, actually I won't link it cause you have access to all my podcasts. It's literally maybe like five or six episodes ago. There was one that was just called spirituality and mental health. So if you want to check that out, definitely listen to it. Um, I don't feel like you're going to have to listen to it to listen to this one, but I was in like the thick of a very serious mental crisis when I shot that podcast or when I recorded it. And like, I was not okay. I was not okay. I feel like I I was genuinely depressed. Um, I probably should also say if mental health is something that can be very triggering for you or you are not in a safe place to listen to anything about it, definitely check away from this episode. Come back next week. There'll be something different. But this week, I just wanted to update y'all on kind of my process in reconnecting with myself, how I feel like I'm making a really strong recovery and basically just kind of the ups and downs and, you know, all of that jazz. So then back then, a few several weeks ago, I genuinely was like clinically depressed. And I was also I believe I was having what is known as an existential crisis, where in my entire existence, I have never had to question my connection to divinity ever. Like, I grew up in a religious household. So it was always a given. And then even when I left that faith, and I found my own way of believing in faith having, I felt like fine with that. There was never a, what am I doing here? Why am I here? We're all just ants. What is the fucking point? Like those thoughts never crossed my mind. And if they did, I didn't entertain them. And ultimately that was what got opened up after going through the depersonalization that I dealt with early, like basically to give you a synopsis, if you didn't listen to that episode, a short one, I, I had several series of panic attacks after waking up having one. And then I dealt with depersonalization after the fact where my brain was ultimately just trying to protect me. And I hadn't really come back down from the initial shock for like almost a month. I feel like it felt like, and then when I finally 
stopped dealing with the depersonalization and that stopped. I dealt heavily with being depressed, being very disconnected from my purpose, not feeling like I knew what the fuck I was doing and questioning like divinity as an entire concept. Like what if there is just nothing and everything that I have ever experienced was just like coincidence and bullshit and Somebody that is like very into spirituality, that is never a place that you want to be. And I think it's important now looking back on it, it's important that I experience this because I do feel that my faith is even stronger than it was before as things have shifted. And I, I've had so many breakthrough moments and I want to talk to you today mainly about what I think really, really helped and how I made these breakthroughs. And ultimately, why am I getting emotional? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not emotional for me. I'm I'm getting emotionally triggered because I recognize that if I wish I had had my future self, I wish I had had me right now, because there was definitely nobody that had the answers for me, but me. And that is going to be the same for you. There might be nothing in this episode that actually really helps you, but there might be some tools that you were unaware of that could really benefit you. So if you're having a mental health crisis of any kind right now, the first thing I want to really impress upon you is that things will change. And that was like the only hope that I had when I was really in the middle of this. And it's hard to see it because your brain will attach itself to the stories. You will start to identify with what thoughts are coming up of like self-defeating. You'll never be happy again. You'll never feel good again. I promise you things change. That is one promise that we can always find in this universe, no matter what you believe in everything changes. The seasons change. The mountains change. Literally, look at how evolution has happened. Everything changes. And if that is the only hope you can hold on to right now, hold it. That I feel like was something that actually really helped me was remembering that even though I'm in the middle of this thing and I really hate it and I'm uncomfortable and I don't feel good and I feel like literally a Dementor has sucked all the happiness out of my life and I'm going to just be miserable forever and I'm never going to know what happiness feels like again. That Those were literally the thoughts that I was having. I will never feel happy again. I don't even remember what it feels like to feel happy. And I don't feel that way now. I have had several moments of happiness since then, but remember that everything does change and you will not be stuck in this perpetual endless loop forever. I promise. The second thing is, and this one, I think I mentioned maybe in the last episode when I talked about mental health, but I can't be sure. So I'm going to repeat it. Um, you are the only person that's going to be able to save yourself. Yes, you can have tools. You can speak to a therapist. You can get medication. You can, there are things you can do. The tools I'm going to give you today will be helpful. I believe that, but you are the only person that is going to be able to pull you out. And it doesn't mean you're going to have to have this insane amount of willpower to get there. It can be very small and very slow. And it's okay to go slowly and gently with yourself during the process. But at the end of the day, you have to know that you're the only person that's going to save you. There is nobody that's going to roll up and do it for you. You are the person that's going to have to roll up your sleeves and get in there and see what the hell's going on. And in my experience, the first thing I want to give you 
definitely comes from actually I think a few sources. I read this, I want to say, in Louise Hay's book first several years ago. You can heal your life. I'll link it down below for you. Um, Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life, which is a great one. Um, but I also got this from my best friend, my assistant, Hillary. She's fantastic. Um, I will link her Instagram and TikTok down below for you. She makes really great content on mental health and just all kinds of goodies. So definitely check her out. She's a fantastic human. But um, doing something called parts work. And parts work, I've talked about this before in tarot card readings, I want to say in detail a couple of times, but I really wanted to put it in this podcast because I want those of you that are interested in this to kind of know what to do. I believe there are plenty of different ways to do parts work. This is just the only way that I have done it and it has worked for me. It does not mean it will work for you, but it might. And that is to sink into a meditation, get into a meditative state, however you do that, whatever it looks like for you. Um, Some people practice a certain kind of breathing, but I always recommend doing what feels right for you, especially when it comes to breathing uh, and doing different like breath patterns and stuff or just breathing normally, you know, however you're going to get there, get into a meditative state and you are going to conjure up a house. And it can be any kind of house. The house that I always choose is super cozy, super witchy. It's on a beach at the edge of a forest. And when I go into this house, I'm the only one that has a key. Nobody else can get into this house. It's my house. And when I go into this house, this is where all the parts of me live. And this is where my inner child lives. This is where my infant self lives. This is where my shadow self lives. This is where my primal self lives. Um, I'm telling you pieces of myself that I've actually met with in this meditative state. Um, This is where my teenage self lives. And there's like a version of me at almost every single life stage. My future self and my higher self live in there too. And um, even like my angry self is in there. My bitter self is in there. My sad self is in there. My lazy self is in there. You know, there's so much intricacy to us individually and nothing ever has to be limited. You don't have to meet every single version of yourself. The moment you walk into the house, you can meet different people like I have at multiple different points at multiple different times that you go in to do this work. Basically, Um, you can ask everybody to come out (laughs) and throw a dinner party. I've done that. Um, you can do like, it's your imagination. You can do whatever you want with that. And granted, I know that there are some people that cannot imagine like that is, um, there's a word for it. I can't think of what it's called, or I don't know how to pronounce it. It starts with an A. Obviously this technique is probably not going to work for you specifically. That's why I said, I believe there are plenty of ways to do parts work. This is just the way that worked for me. So Um, you can call everybody out. You can ask, you know, the parts of me that are struggling right now that need extra care and attention. Can you please come out and see who shows up? What part of you shows up and take the time to care for these parts. Something that happened to me when I did mine this last or not actually the most recent time, I actually had a pretty crazy experience the most recent time, but, uh, the first time I went in there and did this during this whole mental health breakdown, I 
there was this quote unquote like couch potato version of me that came out. And there was also this like super sophisticated, well-dressed, like lawyer looking version of myself that came out. And they were totally in a fight because couch potato me just wanted to chill, just wanted to relax. And lawyer suited up person version of me was like, no, we have shit to do. We don't have time for this. And it ended up that me and couch potato self ended up comforting the lawyer-esque version of myself and being like, listen, it's okay to rest sometimes. Like we don't have to be on all the time. And the crazy thing that happened was that version of me in the moment reverted to a younger version of me that was like eight. And I realized that I had ingrained this, I have to be on all the time from my father at such an early age that it's very hard for me to rest. And, you know, I still struggle with it. It's not something that has gone away, but I do think I have been a lot more patient with myself. And I've been like, you can see that on my YouTube channel. I haven't been keeping a consistent upload schedule as I've been moving house and doing the most right now, um, because it's what I need to do. Myself has to come before everything else right now or I mean, technically the move is kind of coming first and then me and then work, but that's just kind of how things have to be right now in order for things to function. And, um, so that was a really awesome experience, right? You can do that too. And then when you leave the house, um, something that I also got from my friend Hillary is I always like to give those versions of myself something that would really bring them joy or ask them what would bring them joy. I mean, the, the couch potato part of me just wanted a nap. So I made her the most like comfortable place to take a nap. And my reverted child self um, really wanted to like do art. So I gave her like all the best art supplies. I was like, here you go. Have fun. You know, show me what you make later. And then you leave the house, lock the door behind you and you exit. And you do this at your own pace. And I know it might seem like something that would not work because it seems almost too good to be true. Every time I have done this, I have had astounding results. Like the last time I went in, um, I had been talking to my therapist about there's this version of myself that I keep seeing that never like comes out, but she's like in a dark room and she kind of scares me. She looks like she's reeling. I have no idea what she's doing in there. And I'm afraid of that version of myself. Come to find out this was my primal self. And she showed up to a dinner party that I threw for all my other parts. And um, she felt like she was useless because I have gotten to a point in my life where I'm not, I don't need to be in survival mode. And she was like spinning out her own tires because she was like, you don't need me. You've needed me forever. What do you like? What is this comfortable thing? What is this comfortable feeling? I don't like it. And everybody at the table that was at the dinner party, all these parts of me assured this primal self that we do need her. She's very important to our development and keeping us safe. And, you know, so it's like a big exercise in like self-trust as well. And um, anyways, all of this to say, try that exercise. If you've been really struggling, go in there and see what needs to be tended to. And obviously always do this in like a safe environment. Um, I feel comfortable enough to do that kind of work by myself. But if you feel like you need a therapist to sit there and like be there with you and witness you do that, you know, it doesn't have to be you by yourself. Um, I always want you to prioritize your safety above anything else. And 
The next thing that I started doing, I feel like I maybe should have mentioned this earlier on, is not only is nobody else coming to save you, and I had to realize that myself, nobody else was coming to save me, and I had to be the person that was the active participant in my own healing journey. I couldn't just let myself not try and just give up. And because I came to the conclusion, y'all, true story, and hear me out before you freak out. I feel like when anybody mentions, this is why I said trigger warning, mental health, suicide, like just if that is not something you are willing to talk about or hear about or can hear about right now, please exit this episode. But I I don't think that I would ever commit suicide. Like if that, if you ever see that in a headline, you better start sending out an investigation because number one, I am way too afraid of pain and I am a little bit scared of what's on the other side, if anything, which I assume there is something, but I'm a little bit scared of it to be quite honest. And the likelihood of me doing that is just, I don't even think that that is an option, but I was telling myself, I have three options. I can decide to no longer exist, (laughs) which isn't really an option. So really, I only had two options. I could continue to wallow in this existential thinking, which was turning very quickly into like nihilism, which I don't I've never met a nihilist in in person. But everybody that like deals with nihilistic thinking always says that it's miserable. So I could sit and wallow in this or I could live my life as fearlessly as possible and continue to move like it was not like, not like it was not happening, like I was running from it, but integrating myself into the everyday experience of life again. And that was very hard in the beginning, but I feel like I'm in a much better place now. And I have found little like trinkets and nuggets of things along the way. So the parts work was really helpful. Seeing my therapist was really helpful. Um, Ultimately, I have decided that medication is not for me. Um, I was on antidepressants for a little bit and anxiety medication as I needed it, but I have come to the conclusion that pharmaceuticals are just not for me at this time. I'm not saying they never will be, but at this time I did not really feel like I was receiving a benefit from them. And if anything, the side effects were worse and I have not been on medication for at least two or three weeks now. And I feel no difference. Like, I mean, I feel better period, but I don't feel like the pharmaceuticals ever really did much for me. Um, that's not to say that they won't do something for you or that you shouldn't take them for yourself. I just decided to not do that anymore. Um, um, you, you know, you can take the pharmaceuticals, you can, um, or I was doing that. I am still seeing a therapist. I, um, what else, what else, what else, what else? Oh, I started like going outside more. I find that whatever I'm in resistance to is what I need the most. And the craziest thing happened, actually, I was looking back on this just a couple of days ago, and I was shook. Uh, I started writing again, just like in a journal. And y'all know, I talk about this a lot, that eventually I want to publish a book. I want you to be able to find my book on a shelf somewhere. That is like a huge dream of mine. And I started writing just for myself and I was doing like an automatic writing exercise where you just kind of let creativity flow through you and see what comes out. And something that came out was you need to write every single day. You need to write. And 
I didn't even like make this connection until after the fact, but a few weeks went by and I picked up the book, The Artist's Way, which I will also link down below for you along with a workbook um, and the journal that I use in case y'all want to be journal buddies. Um, but The Artist's Way is basically this 12 week and it's you just buy one book. You don't have to buy the workbook, but I like having it. Um, all you really need is a journal and a pen and then this original book. So uh, The Artist's Way is a 12 week self-guided program that I think the book is like $15 on Amazon. That's it. And every week you have new pages to read and new exercises. But the main thing is that every day you commit to writing three pages every single day and taking yourself on what is called an artist date. And it doesn't have to cost you money. It doesn't have to be surrounded by other people. Your artist date could literally be going out into nature by yourself. It doesn't have to be this like big grandiose thing. Um, it can be if that's what you're into and you can afford to do so. It definitely can be, but it doesn't have to be. And so I started writing every day. I committed to three pages every day. I'm on, I think, week three at this point and it's going super well. I'm really enjoying it. I have had some of the craziest breakthroughs and it seems so simple but I was looking back, right? And I saw this entry before I started the Artist's Way program. Um, I noticed this entry. That was the final sentence on the entry that said, you need to write every day. And mind you, the Artist's Way wasn't even in my realm. Like I wasn't looking for it. I had no idea. I wasn't writing every day. And prior to picking up this book, I remember sitting outside and I've done this a few times during this really difficult period. I, and I usually have like my biggest moments with source when I'm outside. Like that's very common for me to be alone, not surrounded by other people talking to the universe, I guess. And it was like two in the morning and I was sitting out on my porch in my swing chair. And I just said like, God, like I don't always address the universe or source as God, but Sometimes it just feels right and I will, but I definitely do not hold like the belief of like what Christian God is. To me, God is like genderless and basically the words are all interchangeable. Source, the universe, divine guidance, divinity, my spiritual team, like they're all kind of just this one, right? But I addressed the universe as God and I said, God, if you're really out there and you know, this life isn't just meaningless I need more. I can't keep having these thoughts that this is meaningless and I'm doing nothing and nothing is, I just feel like nothing. I feel like I'm never going to be happy again. There has to be more than this. I just want to feel something. I just want to feel happy again. And, um, within that, like a couple of days, I came across the artist's way and it like, the first week that I started writing, I started having breakthroughs almost immediately in the morning pages, the three pages every morning. And then when I took myself on my first artist date, um, I was really nervous about this. I was in very much resistance to this, which apparently that's really common. People are very in resistance to going out and doing things by themselves. Um, I'm in resistance to this because I have realized through morning pages that I am basically a descendant of a line of really nervous women. Uh, my grandmother was a nervous woman. Uh, my mother is a nervous woman. 
And I like to think that I've done a lot of really brave things in my life that my grandmother nor my mother have ever done already, which I think is a good thing. But I definitely have an unreasonable fear of the outside world. Like nothing ever feels safe. Parks don't feel safe. Public places don't feel safe. I mean, that's that's on being raised by lifetime television and nervous energy, right? And I feel like a big reason that this whole thing has surfaced is to actually help me integrate into the world and live a more fuller experience, not just, and I don't, I'm not talking about like the pandemic because I was like this pre pandemic. I was already a shut in. I already never left the house. I already didn't do things by myself and was highly codependent and reliant upon my husband for so many things. And I was in such resistance to going out of the house by myself. But the first day that I did, it was the best day ever. Oh my gosh. I went to a local cafe. Don't worry. I wore a mask. I am fully vaccinated. I kept my distance from people. But I went out to a cafe out here. I'll tell you where it is because maybe you live in the Utah area. It's the best cafe in Utah County, in my opinion. Um, I won't be living here anymore, so I will tell you about it. But not that it needs to be a secret. I'm just never trying to like have a stalker situation or have like my home doxxed. Um, but Peace on Earth Cafe in Provo, Utah. Fantastic cafe. Um, I took myself there. I took my morning pages with me to write them. And I just, I felt happiness for the first time in like weeks. And just watching other people do mundane tasks was tickling me pink. I was like, wow, the human existence. And I, I made like a bunch of Instagram stories on this. The human existence is so cute. We are so cute. Look at how adorable humans are. And look at all this shit that we do. And we have cafes and we write our novels and our theses in cafes and we drink coffee and it's beautiful. And I was just so enamored with the setting that I was in. And I don't even know how to explain it unless you've experienced that for yourself. But then on my way out of the cafe, I have never experienced this feeling before, but it was so pure and so beautiful. And I don't even think I've really, I think I talked about it like with my husband, but that's it. So this is like stuff I haven't really shared, but like every song and I didn't have a playlist on, I just had like my Spotify on shuffle. I didn't have like a playlist I'd made or anything on. Every song was just like hitting me in the heart in the best way. And I remember saying out loud, oh my God, there is a God. Like there is more to this reality because shit like this does not just happen. And I remember the song, The Tide is High, coming on. The tide is high, but I'm holding on. And yeah, that song is definitely about a girl that wants to be with a certain boy. But um, it the words still spoke to me because that's like the main hook is the tide is high, but I'm holding on. I'm not the kind of girl who gives up just like that. And I got the chills just speaking those words out. Yes, the song is about something else, but it just hit me. And I was like, oh, I'm not the kind of girl who gives up just like that. The tide is really fucking high, but I am holding on. Like, it just, I know it sounds so corny and maybe I'm lame for sharing it, but I just kept getting like choked up 
while driving. So I was being very careful, but I like tears. Like I just, the world just looked so beautiful for an instant and the lyrics made sense and my body felt good and I felt happy and over overjoyed even. And when you don't feel that feeling for such a long time, it just is overwhelming in the best way. And it kept happening over and over and over and over on my drive. And like, I drove myself up to the mountains and I just sat in nature for like, I don't know, maybe an hour and just was so delighted with everything around me. And it was the experience I needed to have. It was the one that really brought me back. And do I think it was the artist date that did this? I don't know. I could have done this without that pretense, but everything just worked so well. And even though I'm in like a really high stress time right now, as I stated in, um, I think the episode that went up on the 19th, I'm, I'm recording this one on the same day. Um, but even as things are stressful right now, I'm okay. Like, I feel like I'm actually making a recovery. I feel like I'm actually getting better. It's not just a fluke. And even though there might be bad days sprinkled in here and there where I'm feeling really down or low on myself or what have you, there have been so many more good days, better days, brighter days, happier days. And there are moments, little pockets where things are happening. And I'm just so in the moment and so present and I don't think that this happened without purpose. I think ultimately there were a lot of things that I was really nervous about in life in general, and it's forcing me to look at that. It's forcing me to look at where I don't do things out of fear and to overcome them, even when they seem like basic human things. Like I would get really bad anxiety or feel really bad anxiety about like, the timing of things where like, if I didn't wake up at a certain time and get this done and get this done and then get this done and then get into work at a certain time, I would just be so anxious that I wouldn't even start. And I feel like there has been less of that. And there has been more integration into just being in the moment and letting things be as they are instead of trying to control everything. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I feel like has really, aside from like seeing a therapist weekly. Um, I also think interestingly enough, there was this time period for like over a week where every single one of my friends was like busy or going through something or, and like nobody was available, which like, don't get me wrong. I definitely am someone that I have learned from a very early age to deal with everything by myself. And I think this, like, I've definitely relied more on the company of others, especially in like the last year, that not having access or availability to anyone, like, I probably could have found someone to talk to, to be honest, I, I actually have like, a larger circle of friends, I think, than I realize. Um, I always think my circle is really small and tight knit, but I actually don't think it is. I think there are actually quite a few people that I spend time with. I'm a very chatty person and very charismatic, but the people I wanted to talk to the most were all really busy or had something going on. And like, 
it, it was actually good for me to experience them being busy because it allowed me to do things on my own and to work through things on my own. It allowed me that quiet time to start writing, to pick up this new hobby, to start considering more, asking myself where these feelings were coming from and also allowing them. I feel like in comparison to where I was in like June to where I am now, I couldn't sleep in June like at all. I couldn't sleep. I was so scared. I was so anxious and nervous. I had to sleep with the TV on at all times. And then the TV would wake me up sometimes. And it just, it was so nerve wracking and uncomfortable. And now I can just turn everything off and go to bed and it's no big deal. Like it just, I know that seems like maybe such a small feat, but it's major for me. It's huge progress. And even as I'm going through this move right now, I'm, I'm trying not to get overwhelmed because <laughs> I feel like the overwhelm is what causes the big anxious feelings. And I'm trying my best not to be overwhelmed and to get ahead and to do things that are good for me that call to me. And ultimately, I feel like I'm doing a really good job. I feel like things are, like I said, I'm getting better. I feel better. And I feel like things are possible. I'm actually excited to move. I'm excited to experience new things. I feel like the things that I was so sad that I would never feel again, I have been able to feel. And I also think that this whole experience thus far has given me so much more compassion for others. I mean, I already had a lot of compassion, I would argue, but I do feel like I have a much deeper compassion for humanity and a much deeper compassion for what people go through mentally, because this is something I'd never experienced before. And I feel like that is where I'm going to leave y'all on this update. You know, I feel like I definitely wanted to express some of those tools. I'll leave those links for you down below for The Artist's Way, Louise Hay's book. Definitely consider doing some parts work if it's something you feel safe in your environment to do and safe with yourself to do. But remember that everything changes. This, whatever you're experiencing, if you're experiencing something similar, it's not going to be the same forever. It will change. Things always change. And life has a really interesting way of cycling. So... <clears throat> I hope all of you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your Tuesday. I hope you'll give some of these things a try. Do not forget when you stand on your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. And I'll talk to you all again next week. Bye.